0: Cougar Sports Saturday. It's
1: complete. Another touchdown!
0: Cougar Sports Saturday. Saturday. A presentation of KSL Sports. KSL Sports. Left wing for three. He got it again! BYU Sports Talk by Cougar fans for Cougar fans. Here are your hosts, Mitch Harper and Matt Biamonte. On Utah's legacy home of the Cougars. KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM.
1: Welcome back into Cougar Sports Saturday. It's a BYU basketball game day. Cougars are 8 and 7 in Big 12 play, going for win number 9 tonight against TCU. Who would have thought, Matt, that BYU would be in a position where they've got a winning record in, in Big 12 play in front of them? They got the chance to. Uh, you know, have a really special season this year for BYU hoops. And it's just a fun ride. I'm curious to see how it all progresses. BYU, TCU, tonight, your, your feelings just on, on this team and the follow-up act after that big
0: Kansas win. Man, I'm just so impressed at the way they closed that game out because I've had real concerns all year long that can they in a close game, like where do they go? Who's the guy? Like, there's so much talk about this team having depth and the scoring is coming from so many different players, but at the end of games, where do you go? And I, and I kind of feel like the answer to that is Dallin Hall. I felt like he made so many great plays, even when he wasn't taking and making shots, getting the offense going, getting it into the right hands. I, I just felt like he took a big step forward and I want to pat myself on the back. I don't do this very often, but on Cougar Nation. And we'll be doing Cougar Nation on Monday night. So yes, if, we will. it's a it's a great recap show where we break down the previous game every single Monday, six to seven PM, right here on KSM League's radio. We asked the question, what do they have to do to beat Candace? And I was like, Dalen Hall has got to play one of the games of his lives. Like we need fifteen and eight and what do we get? Fifteen and five or something like eighteen. Eighteen. I mean, he was unbelievable, and he was great in the second half. He, The fact that he also – I can't believe we haven't talked about this, Mitch. Gets into foul trouble, bogus foul trouble, and he's able to stay in the game almost up until the very end. Like, that was great poise, great confidence. I think he took a huge step forward. I, I want to see that tonight, too. I don't need to see 18, but it can't be uh, six points on two of 10. Like, let's get – now that we've seen – Where he can get to, let's see that happen repeatedly game after game over a a longer period of time.
1: Letdown is the worry tonight against TCU, but you know what? Mark Pope, he's not worried. He he feels like BYU's best basketball is still ahead of him.
2: I think our best basketball is ahead of us. I hope so. Really, realistically, everybody's best basketball is ahead of him. It's just a matter of will you be determined enough and, and focused enough to actually go achieve it. I
0: don't know, agree with that one bit. Everyone's best basketball is not still ahead of yeah, them. Yes, some teams are checked out, man. <laughs> like
1: right. they're like, let's get over with the season. We're done. Like let's let's think check West out Virginia's
0: best basketball is ahead Ew. of them. I don't either.
1: I was quietly believing in West Virginia at the time they played BYU. They're just not good.
0: No. They're just not good. Nope. They're just, they're just
1: not good. You, you can't bring in 10, 11, 12 transfers and think it's going to work. Even I The transfer... (laughs) That means a lot coming from
0: you. I have now (laughs) even
1: come to the dark side and admit that just adding a dozen transfers does not solve your problems. It has to be a certain fit. And credit to BYU, Mark Pope, they have done a great job at that. And the great thing is, Matt, as the calendar is now March, we know that BYU basketball is going to be in March Madness. And how cool is that? Because you think about it, since 2015... Almost a decade now. What's this would be be the ninth NCA tournament since twenty fifteen. BYU's only been to the dance in fifteen and twenty twenty one. They would have been there in twenty twenty had it been there, but these have not been common occurrences. No. For BYU to get to March Madness. And to think that, you know, there's three games left to be played in the regular season and then the Big Twelve Conference Tournament, and you're in. You're comfortably in. What a great spot for BYU to the point where now you're playing for seeding, and if you can get hot, maybe you can get a 4 seed playing in, in Salt Lake City. You know, So so much is in front of BYU. It's an exciting time, and a big reason for their success has been on the defensive end, and assistant coach Cahill Fennell has been a big reason for that. I caught up with Coach Cahill Fennell earlier this week at practice and asked him what his, how his phone was blowing up after that big win over Kansas.
2: Yeah, of course, a lot of people reached out. A lot of people have been following us, obviously, around the country and um, friends and family and everybody that's involved. Um, you know, it's a big win. It's a big win for our program. It's a big win for our guys. I'm really happy for our guys that they got to experience that on the road in a really cool environment, um, and they earned it. They played really, really well, and they deserve to win, and um, now we got to turn the page and be ready for Saturday. What changed, though, defensively
1: uh, in that game, if anything at all? was Or was it just the execution of the players? Was there something you guys threw in a new wrinkle uh, against Kansas that – Kind of that defense that we knew in non-conference play it felt like it showed up again in Allen Fieldhouse.
2: Yeah, I think I think you made the right point. I think you know the defense that we've shown throughout the season, really before the last, you know, that last stretch of that last half of, of UCF, um, our guys were really, really solid and sound and intentional with how they work defensively and how they approach the game on that end of the floor. And uh, I think that came back to the fore against Kansas. And uh, I think hopefully they proved to themselves that you know when we when we show up with that approach and that mindset on that end of the floor that we can beat anybody, we compete with anybody, and. Um, um, you know hopefully that continues was it what was that plane ride like coming back home it was long. You, there's, there's a little bit of a snowstorm out there. It was really strange, you know, kind of Midwest weather where it was 70 degrees during the day, and then we came out after the game, and it was snowing, and it was...
1: I thought the same thing. I was stunned. I was like, it was
2: 73 degrees when I got in the building. Yeah, it, it was wild. So our, our flight was significantly delayed, and we didn't know if we were going to get out. So um, all that part was, was a little bit longer, but it was, it's easy to deal with that kind of stuff after a win like that, and, um, you know, for myself and a lot of the coaches just preparing for Saturday and getting ready for some film stuff and, and everything that goes along with it.
1: Now, now the calendar is
2: in March and
1: we, we everyone knows that this month it just means so much for college basketball and you guys are in a spot you put yourself in a position to have every game mean in, in such a, a significant way how do you guys avoid a, a letdown after a big win what do you what, what does this team have to do to be dialed in and get right for this TCU team that's had a lot of big wins in their own right
2: yeah hopefully the caliber of the opponent really kind of makes our guys sit up and take notice right tcu is really really good they're very very talented they're tough they're physical they're extremely hard playing uh they're one of the most physical and and toughest teams that we've played all season along with you know the houston's of the world and san diego states and people like that so um, we really have to bring our hard hats to be ready to compete and uh, be ready to fight they're going to be hungry coming off a loss to baylor and it's going to take everything that we have to come out victorious what's made this byu team in, in your
1: viewpoint your second year with the program Uh, where they have this ability to either bounce back or or continue to kind of answer the answer the call when people feel like, okay, maybe this is a letdown spot, but these this team always just kind of answers and, and responds and maybe surprises people from the outside looking in.
2: Yeah, I think the experience and the maturity of our guys has really played a factor in that. These are guys that have played in a lot of basketball games. They've seen a lot of road environments and hard losses and great wins, and uh, they've kind of been through the rigors of college basketball, so they know what to expect. They know how to react. Uh, they know how to bounce back if necessary. So um, I think on an individual basis, we have a pretty old team, as you know. Um, but then also Coach Post done a fantastic job kind of managing that and managing the roster and, and keeping guys on the same page and, and keeping us pulling in the same direction. So uh, I think it's a kind of a confluence of factors that have, to this point, has, has really served us well. What, I'm curious on, on this. Uh, what was
1: it that uh, you know, coming into this season where you were kind of designated as the, I guess, unofficial defensive coordinator of this team, what, what kind of inspired that?
2: I'm not sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Do you have like a background like kind of being a defensive specialist at like your previous snops, or was this, is this kind of a new territory for you?
2: Uh, it, it's you know at previous stops you, you know you do a little bit more of everything um, and, and still we do we, all of us do a lot of everything here so it's not like I just do defense or I just do this um, all of us you know play our hands and, and, and have a hand in, in different aspects of the program so that's important to note but um, I, I think you know as far as previous experience yes it was uh, you know you're still doing scouts you're still doing a lot of prep work and things like that but there was never a designated of the defensive coordinator. Obviously, I didn't have that last year. Um, you know, I'm fortunate that Coach Pope um, really kind of empowered me to, to take on that kind of responsibility and that kind of a role and and have such a heavy influence on in the defense and make those kind of decisions and make decisions during the game and in our, in our game prep and things in the offseason and how we're going to approach things defensively in general. So um, I'm really, really grateful for that opportunity. It's been a lot of fun. A lot of people have said how
1: this BYU program offensively is kind of an outlier in the league as far as style goes. The offenses that you do see in the conference when you're scouting them, um, what are some of the kind of common trends? I mean, from from my vantage point, it seems like it's, there's obviously physicalities you know, with TCU, but are there other common traits that that do stand out amongst these kind of? Legacy Big 12 teams.
2: Yeah, there's there's a lot of similar actions involving ball screens and some Spain action stuff. Where it's a ball screen where the ba- where the uh, roller is back screened by another guard. Um, there's some a lot of a lot of similar feels from like a driving kick, dribble drive situation where they can spread the floor and have athletes get downhill and and manufacture offense for themselves and manufacture offense for their teammates. Um, and that's less of play call stuff and more just like you you have to guard the man in front of you. So um, that can be really really challenging when you're when you're going against you know NBA caliber offensive players. So uh, a lot of these teams run similar stuff and, and have similar philosophies on how they attack the off- on the offensive end. And it's just incumbent upon us to, to figure out how to stop it. Last thing for you, Coach,
1: how, how year two, how's kind of being settled in in a season here at BYU? How's the experience still going for you here in Provo? And how much are you and your family enjoying it?
2: yeah my family loves it uh, you know I have two boys, a ten and nine year old and they play a ton of sports and um, there's a lot of youth sports here and they <laughs> they're they're very they're very well organized and attended and um, it's a very cool situation for our guys for my boys I should say and, and they they really enjoy their experience they enjoy their school situation like my, my youngest son's in a French immersion program, so mm. he's happy there and doing all that kind of stuff so uh, Provo has been good to my sons and and that that goes a long way with me. Well, glad to hear that, Coach, and always appreciate the time. Again, congrats on that win. But now it's
1: looking ahead to TCU and best of luck in this game and and this home stretch.
2: Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. We'll take the
0: break here. On the other side, we'll wrap up the show, continue our breakdown of BYU and TCU, and give you some score predictions for the game tonight at 7 p.m. right here on KSL News Radio.